0: We have told the Christmas story. I don't know how many times over the past 21 years. And yes, we have some artistic license from scene to scene, from year to year. One year we did um, Chronicles of Narnia Nativity. Remember that one? That one was that one was awesome, and uh, it was it was it was a huge hit. Anyway. So, we tell this story, this nativity story, and it comes from the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew is absolutely amazing because it gives us the genealogies of Jesus and it links Jesus to the King King David, the Davidic line. Luke is amazing because it tells the story of the shepherds, it is so rich. And there's little nuance between gospel from gospel. And we have the privilege of telling the nativity story, the story of the incarnation. You know what that fancy word means, incarnation? It means that God Emmanueled with us. He he came and he took on human form and he lived with us. That is a if you think about that, just for like, I know we're all Christians for the most part here, maybe with the exception of Tim, but <laughs> now we all we all at least we've heard it, we get it. But I just just think about that important concept that the Logos, the Jesus, the second member of the Trinity, became a baby the Incarnation. What an incredible and beautiful concept. And we are told all about it in the Gospels of Matthew, of Mark, and of Luke. And if you have been with us for a while, you have heard it a million times. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the what, the when, and the where. Scripture is amazing because it gives us the details. The what, the when, and the where. Today, I want to tell you the why. And the why is found in the Gospel of John. Did you know that there is no nativity Christmas story in that Gospel? And yet, it is very clear on the why. So let's... Read that. The why of Christmas. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Do you all know who the Word is? It's Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Amen. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Down to verse 9. The true light gives light to everyone who comes into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, To those who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. There's your why right there. Children born not of natural descent or of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. That's is A-Y, Jesus came. The word, Logos, became flesh and made his dwelling among us, Emmanuel, God with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth the flesh dwelling among us the word becoming that flesh that's very exciting it's very it's an amazing concept the the incarnation of jesus the other why is also in the gospel of john john 10:10 says For I have come to undo the works of evil so that you may have life and live it to the fullest. That's why Jesus came. So that we would not be stuck in darkness, that our minds would not be trapped in constant depression. He came so that when we experience Experience life and family and and church that it is it's full of hope. He came so when we go through this world, we're just not grinding it out. We're not just getting through it. We are here to live life and live it to the fullest. Like it's it life's hard, right? Can I get an Amen? Life's hard. And it is uncertain. And maybe it could be even getting harder. And yet, Jesus came so that we can enjoy it. Even in the hardest moments, even in the darkest of darkness, God has made a way through his Son so that we can enjoy this life, come what may. There is a joy found in this message. I'll be a little transparent. Sometimes the spirit of the Grinch will fall upon Pastor Josh, right? Sometimes I just can't handle another Christmas song on the radio. Sometimes when I am doing my last minute shopping, I lose my salvation. Sometimes when I am stuck in Christmas traffic, I am so spoiled. I don't know how you guys do it, but I don't have to commute. But I got stuck in traffic yesterday. Oh, my. I, I pray for you. I don't know how you guys do that. We can get a little calloused. Towards the Christmas season, you know, the again that spirit of the Grinch can get a hold of us, right? I even dressed up as the Grinch a couple of years ago. Remember that? And I fought Santa Claus. What in the world were we thinking on that one? I have no idea. <laughs> Lights. <laughs> okay. And we we know this. We all know that Jesus is the reason for the season. And Santa Claus is originally Saint Nick, a saint, a pastor, if you will, that slipped little gold coins into kids' socks as they were drying over the mantel place. This is where we get these traditions. So I love them all. And even though we might get a little callous to the Christmas spirit, did you know that there is something very powerful about this season? Like, we can't lose track of the power of Christmas. And it literally changed the world. This is the great divide in the, in the timeline history. Like, we literally went from B.C., before Christ, to A.D., after Christ. The academics like to change it to before common era and common era. Whatever. It's still Jesus is the one that did made that dividing line in that point in history. Call it what you will. It is the historical fact of the incarnation is why that happened. Was Jesus born on September or December 25th? I don't know. I don't care. But this is when we're celebrating it because it's a big deal. And when we consider the power of Christmas, the power of the incarnation power that it had to split time, the power that it has that God became flesh and dwelt among us, the power that holds still that there is transformation that takes place in our culture because of this day, because of this celebration. You know the what, when, where, and why from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and now you know the the why from the Gospel of John. He came so that we could have life and live it to the fullest. He came to relieve us from darkness, to set us free from our sins. That is our why. And now I'm going to give you a practical application for this Christmas season. There is a famous Christmas quote. It is anonymous. It's an anonymous Christmas quote. So therefore, I should just claim it, right? <laughs> so Pastor Josh said, because there's, no there's no name to it, it's anonymous. And the title is the title of my message today, What is Christmas? Have you ever thought about that? Okay, we know it's not Santa. We know it's not elves. We know it's not reindeer. Jesus is the reason, right? What is Christmas? Here's your application. It is, and this is, this is unique behind all of their holidays. You'll, you'll, you'll catch this in a second. It is a tenderness from the past. Think of your Christmas past, whether you got the red bright or BB gun and you shot your eye out. You got that present. You guys, remember your first Christmas moments? Maybe you were a kid singing in the choir. Maybe in instead of receiving a bunch of presents, your parents made you give your presents away at the food bank or something. But it made it made a powerful impact. Maybe one of your past moments was freezing to death in a living nativity set. Think about your Christmas past and those very special defining moments that imprinted on your soul. Do you know that they're there for a reason? They're there. Those memories are there. Those, the, this, the nostalgia, the smell of the Christmas tree, the reading of the Christmas story. Those are there for a very specific reason to root us to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's something very powerful about a a tender Christmas moment. So don't be a grinch. Practical application number one. Remember your history with Christmas, with Jesus' birth. The tenderness from the past, it is Courage for the present. We all need a little courage these days. Would you agree? Here's the beautiful thing about courage. Like you might be wanting to give up. You might be spent. You might be like uh, in Pastor Michael's little story before we started. Like you're you're talking to God, but you just feel like he's not paying attention. You feel like God's got his uh, newspaper and he's not, he's not looking at you. But did you know that he is paying attention, even though it doesn't feel like it? Well, he is. He's got his sights on you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what you're going through. And he is here to fight your battles. So stay courageous. And even remember your history. Remember those nostalgic moments. When maybe you were a kid or a teenager and you remember those special Christmas moments. You wanted to know the truth? It sucked back then, too. It was hard back then. You, you grasp onto a special moment, but it was still hard because mom and dad couldn't pay the bills. It was still hard because Christmas was going to be a little light. But you found your courage in a Christmas moment. And because of that, you know you're going to have a great new year. So, I would encourage you during this season, find your courage. If you want to give up, if you're like, I don't know where God's at, I don't feel like he's listening to me, he's behind his newspaper, no, he's paying attention. Have courage, don't give up. And finally, hope for the future. What is Christmas? It's tenderness for the past, courage for the present, and hope for the future. You have a hope for this future. Everything that Jesus did 2,000 years ago, its purpose, its why, is so that you would have a hope. And you have a hope in Jesus Christ. Come let me. You can have hope. How do you know if you have hope or not? Well, I don't know. How happy are you? How, How much joy do you have? Yeah. Your hope is directly connected to your expression and your manifestation of joy during this season. You can say to yourself, I have hope that I will have joy. And you can. It works. And this, my friends, is where your joy is found. This is where your hope is. Landon, come on up. Yeah, yeah. This will give you a tenderness for the past. Yeah. Communion is a tenderness for the past. Remember the day you were saved? You remember that day? Remember the day that you were baptized? Do you remember the day that the Spirit of God fell upon your body and you were healed? Do you remember the day when you were calling out to the Lord? It feels like you're just speaking out into the air and you hear the voice of God. And He says to you, I see another present hiding behind that, that tree there. Communion is about remembering the the tenderness of the past, the tenderness of Christ. Communion, when you take this body, it gives you supernatural strength to get through these current times. Courage is in this drink. Courage is in this food. It's like liquid courage. It's bread from heaven literal bread from heaven that strengthens your bones. And when we receive this cup for the forgiveness of our sins, it washes away all of our sins. What an incredible hope we have in Jesus. What an incredible hope. This is the body of Christ. The incarnation of the Logos. God, who became flesh and dwelt among us, Emmanuel, receive the body of Christ, the tangible body of Christ, for your power, for your courage, for your strength in this season. drinking from this cup on a continual basis you will lose hope you are hopeless if you do not drink the life force of Jesus Christ if you don't have his blood flowing through your veins washing away all of your sins Choose not to be hopeless. Drink to life. Lahaim, drink to life. Become new as often as you can. Washing away your anger and your bitterness, your rage, your lust, your sin, your failures. Those dark thoughts that plague your mind. Wash them all away. Each and every day. If you can't do it every day, do it every Sunday. Amen? hope for the forgiveness of your sins. you right now to uh, bring your gift to Jesus. You can do that by scanning your bulletin. Um, And there's the box right there by Pastor Michael Jones on the way back. Give your gift to Jesus during this season. Lay it at his feet. He is worthy of it. You want to be blessed? Let's be blessed. It's Christmas time. Let's be blessed. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you, give you some nice vitamin D. May the Lord be gracious towards you and in this season turn towards you in your dark moments and to fill your home with that Christmas spirit, that spirit of peace that comes from the Prince of Peace. May he fill your home with love and joy during this season. And maybe he go before you all of your days, giving you tenderness, courage, and hope. God bless you all. Have a Merry Christmas. We love you all.